This is Abroad in Education, a podcast where I unpack the international suitcase by focusing on EdPats and their experiences within education. I'm your host, Tiffany Lachelle. All around the world. Welcome to another mini episode of Abroad in Education. Today's show is we're going back to Morocco. I know I have shared a previous story about Morocco, but we're going back to Morocco. And this time I am going to talk about how, and I'm, I'm, I'm titling this um, episode, I had to go to two countries to get my hair done. <laughs> I know for a fact that when um, black women are deciding to move overseas and, you know, become edpads or even just even something as simple as traveling, one of the things that is always on the forefront of our mind is hair. You know, how am I going to do my hair? Will I have access to products? You know, do I need to bring my own products? Um, I can't carry on because my products are bigger than the three ounces in order to get my luggage through security. Like these are real problems. (laughs) One of the things that I, um, I kind of dealt with, I'll say one of the things that I dealt with when I decided to leave America and go and teach in Morocco um, was my hair. Um, especially when it comes to my day to day, I've always been a person that, you know, did sew-ins. I've always done braids. Um, usually if I wear my real hair, I, I cut it short and that's how I'm able to manage it. But when I, um, when I decided to go to Morocco, because I was going through this fresh start, I decided that I wanted to start with a fresh hairstyle and I cut my hair off. And in the midst of cutting my hair off, um, this was during the time where I was still uh, doing perms and, you know, using a lot of products and curling irons and all of these things that I needed to put in my luggage and take overseas with me. Well, the first thing that I found out um, when moving to Morocco, and these are things that you really don't think about until you get into the space. The first thing was my curling iron. I had an issue with being able to plug up the curling iron because Now that I've traveled a bit more, there are spaces where you can plug in high voltage appliances and you don't get any reaction. I don't know, you know, if it's just a a moderny that has, you know, finally been taken care of. But when I was in Morocco, that was not a thing. I mean, people's computers would blow up because the voltage just didn't do what it needed to do when you're plugging an American appliance into the Moroccan socket or at least even with the exchange um, the the small converter thing, even with the exchange, some things would still start smoking, i.e. my my curler. So that was one of the biggest issues that I had because I had just cut my hair off. I'm moving to this new country. I I brought about maybe three boxed perms with me and I'm, I'm in Morocco for two years. So my thought was, okay, when I run out, it'll probably be about the time that I'm going home. So I'll just get more products when I go home. The issue that I ran into, and I don't know if, you know, many of you can connect with this problem, but the issue that I ran into when I went to um, a different country is my hair and my scalp did not respond well to the water. And, you know, I can't, you know, say exactly why I have very fine hair. So, you know, just me and my body being in in this new space, um, I self-diagnosed myself <laughs> And I think I had psoriasis because my scalp, 
I, oh, oh my goodness, I still remember. I um, gave myself a perm and I've always, I've, I've never been the person to go to salons to get my hair taken care of. I, you know, usually do my hair myself. So I gave myself a perm and um, basically what I would do was, you know, wash my hair, wash the perm out, and then I would mold my hair down and put a scarf on top of it and then I would curl it in the morning. So I washed my hair that night and the next morning when I woke up, my hair, um, my hair was connected to my scalp, my scalp, and it had basically started a scab and, and my hair was scabbing to my scalp and I could not comb my hair out because it was painful. I mean, it was stuck to my head and I had to wash my hair again because I couldn't comb it out dry. So when I finally did, you know, allow my hair to dry so that I could see it, I had big patches and it was probably about three patches, one in the front and uh, one in the back and one toward the side that were just these, you know, dry patches that were very sensitive and sometimes they would bleed. So I, I started off in Morocco with real hair issues. So instead of dealing with my real hair, I decided that I would just, you know, start wearing extensions again. And I went and bought some hair, um, just so I wouldn't have to deal with, you know, whatever my head and body was going through. But one of the issues that I found with Morocco, and you know, those of you who can relate, Morocco did not have good hair, they did not have access to good hair. And I don't know if I just didn't know the right people. But the few places that I would go to that did have hair, it was like, stale and you know cheap and you know didn't curl so <laughs> I actually decided to come home early so that I can get hair products and this was probably during like a Christmas break or something that I decided to come back to the states so that I can get enough hair and products and all that stuff to take back with me so um, coming back to the states I bought you know a couple of packs of hair and you know all of the gel and products that I would need and I started making my own wigs so I would do like a stocking cap and sew the hair down, you know, with my um, styrofoam head. And, you know, I was I was doing my own thing and it worked out well. Now, for me, when it comes to making the wig, OK, so once you get the hair on the wig, the hair is just there. You still have to find a way to style it. So in the midst of me making the wigs and getting the hair on there, I started visiting some of the salons in Morocco to get the style that I want. So I would make the wig and I would go to the Moroccans, um, basically the Moroccan salon to have them cut my hair into a bob. And then I would basically go back to them to keep, you know, having them wash it. And then I would do like the Brazilian blowout. And, you know, these women would hook my hair up. <laughs> and one of the things about the um, salons there is they too are gender segregated. So um, one of the interesting things was there was a male Moroccan stylist, but all of the women that I'm sorry, all of the people that work there, um, all of the customers, it was all women, like it wasn't a space for men to come and, you know, get groomed, it was just for women. But there was a male stylist. So I would always go to this place to get, you know, get the hair washed, um, have them do the blowout, you know, Manny and Betty. It was just <laughs> a full day there. I would even get, you know, my waxes. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so this brings up another interesting story about the wax. So I am at the Moroccan salon and... Um, 
downstairs, this is where they're doing the hair and everybody's getting their hair done, their manis and petties. You know, it's, it's set up just like a traditional salon that you see in America. But if you wanted to get a wax, then you had to go upstairs and they had these individual rooms for like waxing and massages and, you know, different things. So I go into the room to get my waxing. Now, this may be TMI, but I get I, I would get my underarms waxed and then I would get my private parts waxed. <laughs> so I got to know them very well. So one day I am in the room, you know, I have my pants off, I'm laid out on the table and um, I'm getting ready to get waxed. And um, the woman, the thing about Morocco is they speak English, but they really don't speak English. Like Morocco is a place where you're basically using French and Arabic. Arabic is the local language. French is the business language. So English was very hard for us. Um, sometimes, you know, I would speak to people that didn't have English at all. So this this uh, woman is waxing me, you know, using what English she has access to. <laughs> and she looks at me. Now, I'm, I'm sitting here, pants off, everything. She looks at me and she says, ma'am, why are you small up here but fat down here? <laughs> and in the back of my mind, I, well, no, not even in the back of my mind. I told her, I said, well, because I'm black. But, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, y'all shape the same way, you know, with these small <laughs> waists and these, you know, and I wasn't even that large, I didn't think. But she was just basically like, you know, commenting on how thick I was. <laughs> but that was my experience at the Moroccan salon. So I would go there to get my um, my hair washed and I would get it blown out. And that was one part. Okay, so here I am in Morocco at the Moroccan salon getting my hair washed and blow dried. But what would happen was, you know, after I would get the wig washed, I needed my real hair washed as well. So I um, basically, you know, after talking to a couple of people, I found out that there was a black salon um, in the in the area as well. So um, I ended up finding this black salon, which was in for those of you who know, it was in the Twin Towers um, right next to Zerktuni. So I would have to go across the highway over Zerktuni, go to the Twin Towers, which was basically a mall. And I had to go upstairs to this black salon. Now, I'm saying black salon, y'all. I'm saying it. <laughs> but most of these women were from Ivory Coast. And that meant they spoke no English. I mean, they didn't speak English. It was only French. And it was really our blackness that made us connect. I mean, it was a real black salon. You got weave everywhere. You got, you know, um, clothes, people coming in, trying to sell you stuff. I mean, it was like Harlem for real. <laughs> but in... But in this, you know, Moroccan um, country, you know, they brought the Ivory Coast with them. So everybody's speaking French and, you know, we're using our hands to talk. And, you know, some people tried to show out and try to use what English they knew. But, you know, it was a space where it was really silent for me because if it wasn't about hair, if it wasn't about, you know, a product or anything like that, I really couldn't communicate with them. So basically, I would go to this, um, to the to the Ivory, and I shouldn't say Ivory Coast, I have to be careful about how I say it, because I've been told that you should not translate Cote d'Ivoire. So I'll say Cote d'Ivoire instead of Ivory Coast, because they say don't translate it. It's a French word, it shouldn't be translated. 
So I'm in the space and this is where the women would take the wig off, right? It's already freshly washed. It's already freshly blown out. Don't mess with it. Just put it to the side. (laughs) And I would have them wash my hair. Now, the issue was my psoriasis, my self-diagnosed psoriasis, it was bad at a certain time. So, you know, they would notice like the flakes and, you know, I would hear some of their responses because it got to a point where it was like snowflakes on my shoulders. It was bad. So one of the women, um, when she was washing my hair, you know, her way of of basically saying that, you know, she was going to deal with it, she used some type of special shampoo. But in the midst of using this special shampoo, she gnawed my scalp. I mean, with her fingernails and she's just rubbing, rubbing, rubbing. And it was a very painful experience. And of course, you know, I could have said, ouch, that would have let her know that it hurt. But because of the language and because, you know, I'm in this space where I'm like, I don't know what to do. She basically... Oh, just just really made my head worse. And I mean, it my scalp was bleeding by the time that she was done washing my hair because she just rubbed it so hard. So um, after I got my hair shampooed um, there, this uh, one of the women who was styling my hair, she showed me this kind of like a bottle of hair grease and the hair grease came from Ghana. And when she opened it, it really smells for those of you who know Miracle Girl. That's what it smelled like. It smelled like Miracle Girl. But um, the the label was in Arabic. And, you know, I saw that, you know, what was translated into French, it looked like it had eucalyptus in it. So we just went through this whole process of every time I would get my hair washed, she would put this grease on it. And can I tell you, it cleared that psoriasis up and I'm labeling it as psoriasis because that's what it was, (laughs) but it cleared it right up. So I would basically have them, you know, um, wash my hair, braid my hair, and then sew the wig back down. And then I was good. And I basically spent a lot of my time going from the Moroccan salon to get the hair washed and to get it blown dry. And then to go to the Cote d'Ivoire salon where I would get my real hair washed and get it braided down and get the wig sewn on. So I basically, had to go between, you know, finding these places that could serve me and luckily finding a product that could serve me because I was just in this space where, you know, I don't know the country, you know, I don't even know where to start as far as finding somebody who does anything with, you know, skincare or scalp care or anything. So it all worked out well. But, you know, one of the things that I always think about is, especially with the women, you know, there's, there's certain cultures that come with, um, yes, there's certain expectations that come with cultures, you know, specifically from different parts of Africa. So every time I would go home, and then I would go back to the to the Cote d'Ivoire shop, it would be like, so what did you bring me back? So it ended up being an exchange of me bringing things from America and gifting to them. And it really was a true thank you for saving my life in exchange for them taking care of my hair. <laughs> Thank you for checking in, you all. All right, yeah. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Let's keep the conversation going and search Abroad in Education on Facebook to join the private group, The EdPat Lounge. And for more information about this podcast, go to abroadineducation.com.